0: this week's podcast. For this week, we'll be going over neurology. Now let's jump right in! Now what are neurons? Neurons are nerve cells. Neurons are the basic units in the nervous system. They carry messages between the brain and the rest of the body. This communication is done through sending and receiving electrical signals between neurons and other types of cells in the body, like muscle cells. But how do neurons look like? Neuron's shape is unique, and its shape follows its functions. A neuron has three basic parts, the dendrites, the cell body, and the axon. Dendrites are branch-like projections, and their function is to receive signals from other neurons. Dendrites help to increase the surface area for connection with adjacent neurons. Now, the cell body is another part of the neuron that houses the nucleus. It also contains other organelles like mitochondria, ribosomes, endoplasmic reticulum, and Golgi apparatus. The cell body connects a dendrite to the axon. So, the dendrite receives information from other neurons and the axon sends information to other neurons. The axon is located at the end of the neuron. The function of the axon is to transmit messages in the form of electrical signals that was received by dendrites and sent to other neurons. There is a protective layer called myelin sheath that covers the axon. The myelin sheath protects the nerves and also enables the electrical signals to travel faster between the nerve cells. So, we so far learned about neurons, and neurons are the building blocks of the nervous system. It's important to know that the nervous system has two main parts. The central nervous system, CNS, and the peripheral nervous system, PNS. The central nervous system is made up of the brain and the cord. We can think of the brain as the main control center and the spinal cord as the major highway that sends and receives messages from the brain. It links the brain to the nerves and the rest of the body. Now the peripheral nervous system is made up of all the nerves that branch out of the brain and spinal cord and are responsible for communication throughout the body. The peripheral nervous system, also known as PNS, connects the brain and the spinal cord to the rest of the body. The PNS itself is divided into the somatic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system. The somatic nervous system controls all voluntary actions. For example, somatic nervous system is responsible for all the voluntary muscle movements. Soma in Greek means body. And it refers to the system's function in sending and receiving messages between the central nervous system and the rest of the body. The autonomic system, on the other hand, controls involuntary actions, such as heartbeat, breathing, and body temperature. It supports and regulates many internal processes. The autonomic nervous system, furthermore, subdivides into parasympathetic division and sympathetic division. The sympathetic autonomic nervous system's function is to stimulate the body's fight-or-flight response. And this parasympathetic autonomic nervous system's function is to stimulate the body's rest-and-digest response. Now, Let's learn more about what exactly happens to the body because of sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system response. Sympathetic involves a fight and flight response. It prepares the body for a potential danger. During this response, the heart rate increases, muscles tense up, pupils dilate to let more light in, and adrenaline is released by adrenal glands small glands on top of each kidney so that more glycogen is converted into glucose. All these changes help us get ready to encounter the potential danger and escape the situation. On the other hand, the parasympathetic nervous system involves rest and digest response. Its aim is to bring the body to a state of calm. It reduces the heartbeat and relaxes the muscles. The pupils contract, so it's complementary to the sympathetic nervous system. Now, in summary, our nervous system is subdivided into the central nervous system, CNS, which includes the brain and the spinal cord, and the peripheral nervous system, PNS, which includes all the cranial nerves and spinal nerves. The peripheral nervous system is then subdivided into autonomic nervous system, which controls involuntary actions, and somatic nervous system, which controls voluntary actions in our body. Autonomic nervous system is subdivided furthermore into parasympathetic, rest and digest, and sympathetic, active and alert division. Now that we have a general idea about the nervous system, let's look closer at the brain structure. Now, the brain is a very complex organ in the nervous system that controls memory, thought, motor skills, breathing, and other processes that regulate the body. According to HopkinsMedicine.org by John Hopkins University, it weighs about 3 pounds in the average adult, and it's about 60% fat. The remaining 40% is a combination of water, protein, carbohydrates, and salts. The brain itself is not a muscle. It contains blood vessels and nerves, including neurons and glial cells. The brain sends and receives chemical and electrical signals throughout the body. Different signals control different processes, and your brain interprets each. Some make you feel tired, while others make you feel pain. Some messages are kept within the brain while others are relayed throughout the spine and across the body's vast network of nerves to distant extremities. To do this, the central nervous system relies on billions of neurons, nerve cells. Now, the main parts of the brain are the cerebrum, cerebellum, limbic system, and brain stem. The cerebrum is the major and uppermost portion of the brain. This region of the brain is responsible for thinking, learning, memory, language processing, and also interpreting information that has been received through our five senses. The cerebrum is also subdivided into four sections called lobes, each with a different function. We have the frontal lobe, the occipital lobe, the parietal lobe, and the temporal lobe. Now the frontal lobe is located in the front of the brain. It combines information from other parts of the brain and works as a control panel. If the whole brain was like a company, the frontal lobe would be its boss. The frontal lobe is in charge of reasoning, thinking and planning. Humans have a larger frontal lobe compared to other animals. The frontal lobe is a very complex, Therefore, it takes a long time to fully develop. Now the occipital lobe is the smallest lobe, located at the back of the skull. The occipital lobe is responsible for visual processing. Visual spatial processing and color recognition is the function of this lobe. Then we have the parietal lobe. Now, the parietal lobe is located on the top of the brain. It's responsible for processing information about our sense of touch. It processes the signals sent to the brain by nerves about temperature, pain and pressure. It also helps integrate information received from the body senses so we can build a correct picture of the world around us. Now, the temporal lobe is located on the sides of the brain near the ears. It's in charge of hearing, language and memory. As for memory, it's very complex and different parts of the brain work together to help us remember. The temporal lobe helps us remember words, faces and objects. Now the cerebellum is located at the back of the brain it is a hind-brain structure that controls motor skills, coordination, movement, and balance. According to an article published in Simple Psychology on April 12, 2021, although the cerebellum only accounts for 10% of the overall brain mass, it contains over half of the nerve cells than the rest of the brain combined. The cerebellum is also one of few mammalian brain structures, where adult neurogenesis, the development of new neurons, has been confirmed. The limbic system is a group of structures that includes the hippocampus, the amygdala, and the hypothalamus. It's located below the temporal lobes. It's responsible for emotions and memory. Now, the brainstem contains two parts, the pons on the top and the medulla oblongata on the bottom. The brainstem is responsible for regulating involuntary actions of the body, such as breathing and heartbeat. When you exercise, you do not need to remind yourself so that you breathe faster or your heart beats faster to pump more blood to your muscles. Your brain takes care of them all. Now you have a general idea of brain structure and the nervous system. See you next week.